0: Work all
1: night a drink a rum. Does the name Dwayne Davis mean anything to you? No. Okay, so summer school. He's Jerome Watkins. Do you remember oh, first, the guy who first, goes, day, and last first day. day and last day? First day and last day. I'm assuming he's a football player. That's summer school in eighty-seven. In eighty eight, he's the dumb jock in Beetlejuice. In 88 also, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Dream Master, he's the jock that makes the inappropriate joke to the girl who has uh, asthma. How I Got Into College, it's part of the Savage Steve Holland trilogy. Okay. You, you've got uh, Better Off Dead. One Crazy summer. One Crazy Summer, and then How I Got Into College. All right. He is a heavily recruited football star, Ronnie Lawson. In 1991, Necessary Roughness, he's Featherstone. Oh, my God. And Max, to to round out this career. I know this one. Kill the he is kill the quarterback. Alvin Mack yeah. from the 1993 movie, The Program. The scariest football player of all Albert. time. It's like, you killed my mother. It's <laughs> unbelievable. That right there, Max, yeah. is the most prolific acting as a football player career I can think of. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Was in the towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, an important part of the home buying process. Get a good mortgage, Max, so that you can afford a good co host (laughs) on your podcast. When you refinance your mortgage, you want to go to Sonic Loans. When you get a new mortgage, you want to go to Sonic Loans. If you have anything to do with a loan, where do you want to go, Max? Beetlejuice. Added (laughs) boy. (laughs) The best rates in town, the best process in town, Charlie and his team are going to make sure you're taken care of during this process. It can really be the difference between a life in purgatory or visiting uh, Dante's uh, hot dancer inferno or whatever it's called. The loan process can be brutal unless you have the right person with you. Reach out to Charlie and his team immediately. Get started on a process that will leave you fulfilled, happy, and not in the desert with sandworms.
2: Yeah. NMLS number, 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information.
1: Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation. Call 248-595-0001. Ian and his team are ready to help process you through the uh, handbook for the recently deceased. Yeah, if
2: they just read the book, this would have been a much more short, organized movie.
1: And that, my friend, is why you need an attorney. That's why you pay well, people. Well, they couldn't understand the language. you got to pay the eggheads yeah. to do the reading for you. Yeah, a lot of stuff is hard to yeah, read. Yeah, they're they're, A good attorney is going to tell you, draw the chalk door on the brick wall, Knock not three times times. and get ready to roll yeah bolton legal group they're aggressive they're efficient they deal with exorcism law they deal with sandworm law they deal with uh bird law there's not birds in this movie but they do bird law reach out to eden and his team immediately have the best experience you've ever had with an attorney they're going to take care of you take care of your case tell them that buzz in the tower sent you and get the beetlejuice special do you know that is max good Ah. neither do i great play (laughs) reach out today Today's episode, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Buzz in the Tower is a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. We cover everything from Howard the Duck to Terms of Endearment. The actors, directors, and writers of this retro decade built a rich tapestry full of delights. So to stand out amongst such bright colors is really an amazing accomplishment. Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, and Winona Ryder stood out and 30 years later still stand out. So grab your copy of the handbook for the recently deceased and get ready to talk about The Ghost with the Most as we visit one of the best movies of the 1980s, Beetlejuice. I'm Mo Shapiro and joining me as always, the Otho to my shrimp cocktail, Max Sanders. And with that...
2: Remember me, Mo. <laughs> it's, it's not from Beetlejuice. It's it's like adjacent. It is not adjacent. Who framed
1: Roger Rabbit is not adjacent to Beetlejuice. The, the
2: villain, the Beeble Christopher, Beetle, the Beeble. Christopher Lloyd <laughs> guy is kind of Beetlejuicy. Remember me, Eddie.
1: When you called Beetlejuice three times, just <laughs> like this. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Do you say that in the mirror sometimes? No, I say home, 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 and whenever I see you, because I want you to go home. What about Candyman? Candyman, can Or, uh,
2: yeah, there's no place like home. A lot of three things. Three's like a big number in uh, movies. Three-hour
1: tour. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale. That's
2: Gilligan, right? That is Gil- g- Gil- show.
1: Gillian? No, I said Gilligan, right. Did you, g- what, what are you saying? Gilligan. Little buddy. Gilligan, little buddy. Yeah. Max. Yes. In a... Obvious attempt of redemption for doing short circuit <laughs> <laughs> last episode. I pulled in the big guns on this. There is no better 80s movie than Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is a top five. It's a Mount Rushmore film for me. It's incredible.
2: 80s. So I thought about this today. Did this start the hot topic generation? Boy. I don't like know. like
1: pop punk. Only you would ask that question.
2: Yeah, like because think about it. Before this, there's like Sid and Nancy, and there's like the punk scene in yeah. London. But after it became this pop punk kind of gothy wear makeup greens and like mold and you know death and skeletons Tim Burton did this start that when did hot topic originate you I know?
1: you're you're asking me when hot I'm gonna, topic. I'm gonna look you, that why up. don't you look that up yeah yeah I will tell you the unfortunate part about this movie okay is that I have to use logic that you have implemented holy
2: oh my god 1988 oh well, there you go wow there you go Max. holy moly hot topic. did someone see this movie and they're like <laughs> we got it the next thirty years of culture, kid. Extra, extra. <laughs>
1: read all about it. Beetlejuice inc- in stores. That's incredible. I thought it was later. I, when you you love the smell of your own farts more than anyone I've ever met. Yeah, you, I do. You really I really do. I get it right so little. So little. Yeah, it's so true. I'm okay
2: being wrong so I'm just shocked when I'm right.
1: The thing that sucks that I have to say right now is what? that your argument for Howard the Duck. Yeah, this is really the argument. This is a movie that is unique. Didn't follow a footprint. Nope. Shouldn't work. Unique property. Yeah, and and it crushed it. It is last... My kids love this movie. Oh, no way. They watch oh, it? Oh, my. We just watched it last night. Does Beetlejuice freak them out? Or not like, at all. Okay. That's why this movie is perfectly made. It Interesting. is, it is it's, it's it's scary enough. It's basically the, the Tower of Terror at uh, Universal Studios. That freaked me I'm out when
2: I was a kid. Because
1: you're a baby. Yeah. But most kids can handle it. It's yeah. just spooky enough to be fun, but it's not like over the top. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Uh, speaking of perfect... Our show's perfect. And if you are visiting us for the first time, make sure you've subscribed or that you like or that you leave a review. You can check out way more sources of input thrown back to last input. week's
2: episode.
1: On any of our social media platforms, check out at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, the tower. If you want officially licensed merchandise, head over to our website, buzzinthetower.com. And if you want to join our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Tower. I'm excited about this movie. We're going to do our usual thing, but I want to start with this. If Jim Henson had a long-lost brother, it would be Tim Burton. Tim Burton is the darker version of Jim Henson. Most people look at Jim Henson's career, and they primarily focus on Fraggle Rock. Muppets. Muppets. Or the Jim Henson studio where they did a lot of puppetry work.
2: So his heart was more labyrinth than Dark Crystals. That's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's
1: almost like, t- is Tim Burton... Remember in Superman three, when Superman is split into two versions of Superman, <laughs> one has an afternoon shadow and the other still
2: good old gosh, golly Clark. Right. Yeah. And he's like flirting
1: with the blonde yeah. so and Tim Burton to me, destroying oil tank. Yes. I'm <laughs> glad we could talk about Superman it's three. It's so bad. It's like the worst movie of all time. <laughs> well, some would say that's Superman four, but I'm with oh. you on the well, argument. Superman
2: four had more of like the nuclear bomb thing. Yeah, I thought, well, yeah. it fit the time. John Cryer. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. Uh, but you know. Superman three had uh, what's his face Richard
2: Pryor. That was like during the time he set himself on fire. Like he was not himself.
1: But my point is, Tim Burton feels like the afternoon shadow, dark version of Jim Henson. Interesting, and that for me might be why I have a love affair with Tim Burton. Tim Burton, you, you can talk about you know Spielberg and Lucas and uh, John. Why well, I, why well, I can't Mulaney? Remember. No, yeah, John. <laughs> <laughs> Those Titans. Uh, no, why can't I think uh, Breakfast Club? And Hughes. Hughes, thank you. Mulaney, John Mulaney. God, I cannot stand you, Max. We we often talk about the Titans of industry, but when it comes to this this little niche kind of hole, this little space that he inhabits, Tim Burton's amazing. He's a king. He, he And he's so bold and daring and fun. And I love everything about Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is one of my all-time favorite movies. What do you
2: think his childhood was like? rough or like do you think he had like overcaring parents that like actually loved him too yeah, much yeah i don't
1: think to me his his storytelling doesn't scream of like screwed up in the head yeah it screams of like he was not the captain of the football team he was not the prom king he was probably someone who wanted to be by himself very artistic and found his own space and what he did that probably benefited him the most is throughout his career he's paired himself with the right people. So getting Danny Elfman to be the person who's doing music, the for him, Johnny Depp connection. Yeah. And the, and Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder and, and Michael Keaton. And you think about all these different actors and what do they all have in common? They're a little off, they're yeah. a little off center. This isn't Harrison Ford. This isn't Clint Eastwood. This isn't, you know, like these people like Alec Baldwin, even when you look at him in this movie, he's almost unimportant to the movie. If that makes any sense. I thought he
2: was great in it though. He it, is. Yeah. But do you need him? Uh, I think the love connection between him and Gina Davis is actually really nice that they're like wholesome. It's sweet. Yeah.
1: But do you need him? What carries the movie? How many Alec Baldwin movies can you say that he doesn't carry in the movie? By the way, Alec Baldwin. The Departed. Didn't like his. Yeah, but he's great in that. Yeah, I know. Uh, That's what I'm saying. You didn't need him. I know. He's a whole. I mean, I almost think you did need him, but whatever. Alec Baldwin. World needs plenty of bots He didn't like his performance in this. I know. I can't believe that. But I I can because my point is it's not that he was flat, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't Alec Baldwin. He was just like soft warm fuzz i mean you could have easily put okay easy
2: yeah, no, no. r- avatar everything happens to him so we understand it
1: let me let, let me even give you a better example uh go back to inner space right give me dennis quaid and meg ryan and they easily could have filled the spot of the maitlands in this movie i think the maitlands although they were great and i love the casting you didn't need you didn't need either of them it could i, know, have been I
2: love i love gina davis in yeah this movie. she's wonderful Man, Wonderfulness. Curly-haired Gina Davis. I know, but
1: Max, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. By the way, Gina Davis's greatest movie ever was that crazy movie with uh, Long, Samuel, S- Long S- Kiss S- Goodbye. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, that yeah, insane. It's, a, it's crazy. Really, like snapping deer's neck, if I recall. Yeah, that's Shane yeah. Black. Oh man, you know he wrote and directed that. No, but that's incredible. Yeah, why couldn't he make a better Predator reboot? Unbelievable. <laughs> but no, I mean,
2: I. You I, know what's funny? What I, I think of Tim Burton's uh, childhood now, and I'm thinking Todd from Wedding <laughs> Wedding
1: Crashers. <laughs> The Rhode Island yeah. Institute of Art. That's amazing. <laughs> I drew a picture of you, Max. <laughs> That's so fun. That's so good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's really, really good. Uh, so give people the plot. I should talk about the plot, huh?
2: Because it's so unique. Like I've never seen the afterlife done like this, or like it was the first time death kind of was fun in movies, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, isn't it? The, sto- the stories, well, so we'll talk more about the story itself because the story changed quite a bit from what the original script was to what it ended up being. Adam and Barbara are a normal couple who happen to be dead. They've given their precious time to decorate their house and make it their own, but unfortunately a family is moving in, not quietly. Adam and Barbara try to scare them out, but end up becoming the main attraction to the money-making family. They call upon Beetlejuice to help, But Beetlejuice has more in mind than just helping. So the idea behind this, a standard poltergeist or the exorcist, you know, like you're in the human world. The demon comes in and you try to expel the demon. This is an interesting play on that because Beetlejuice is an exorcism of the living. So he's coming in to get rid of the living.
2: We should do this with some movie. Like we should just reverse it and make a billion dollars.
1: Yeah. So like Avatar. Like What if what if it was what if blue people were trying to invade Earth? that's inner space and they get inside of us and control our bodies no like the giant 10 foot tall can, you, can you just stick to the podcast instead of your billion dollar ideas we're gonna survive think, oh, yeah, gonna
2: this is our independence day <laughs> it's gonna be a great episode r.i.p bill the oh, yeah, he's alive
1: bill pax no he's not. no bill pullman oh bill pullman is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry <laughs> i i confused my billy peas <laughs> they're similar max come on yep. beetlejuice yeah. beetlejuice beetlejuice is he here no I wish Keaton. I, yeah. So this movie. Oh, but I mean, go ahead. No, what, what do you got, Max? Sorry, you just went on a ten-minute sidetrack, and now <laughs> lightning struck. They're doing a remake oh, of it you, next year. I mean, yeah, they are doing a re- not a remake. Uh, sequel. A
2: sequel with a Michael Keaton sequel. and Winona Ryder and Jenna Ortega.
1: Yes, and O'Hara's in it too.
2: Oh, Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> I was like O'Hara. Yeah, like-
1: Airport. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara. Is it O'Hara? Yeah, yeah Catherine yeah. O'Hara. Yes, yeah. I said it right. Yeah, you just relax. No one calls her O'Hara. I do. We're close. I call her by her last name. She calls me Shapiro. It's nice. So stupid. You're stupid. No, I'm sorry. That's all right. Take, you take a dip, deep breath. You need it. All right, let's talk about this movie. Yep. So, the screenwriter Michael McDowell's original script was way darker than the script that we see when we watch Beetlejuice. It got rewritten by Larry Wilson and Warren scaring scaring get it? Scaring you? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, okay. So, in the original one, Beetlejuice was a winged demon whose human form was that of a small Middle Eastern man.
2: Weird.
1: Who ended up being the uh doctor in Short Circuit? So that's really interesting. I don't know if <laughs> you knew not that. Or not. Accurate. not accurate at all. His plan for the Dietz's was more about rape and murder than mischief and marriage. Really? <laughs> super dark. I didn't problems. know this. Super super dark. The Maitlands crash very gruesome. Like it wasn't like oh we're just gonna sink to the bottom and the dog's gonna bark in the in the little. That pasture. dog's a jerk. Yes, but that's not what happened. Yeah. In the original script, it was like body parts ripped apart, flesh everywhere. Dream warrior. <laughs> yeah, the
2: lightness of this is what makes this movie. Yeah, But you can laugh at death.
1: Yeah, Anna. but they. But there was a vision. The vision existed from the beginning, uh, even when they were trying to get it produced and made. It was very like, what, are we trying to ruin your career? I mean, tr- imagine trying to sell this. So many movies are like, "Hey, I got this great idea, an asteroid's coming to Earth." They're like, "Great, Armageddon." Hey, I've got another idea, an asteroid's coming to Earth. Great, Con- like, what was the other one that came out? Contact? No, it's not Deep contact. Impact. On deep Armageddon. Impact. Thank you. Yeah. Like, so, like, y- it's easier to sell these ideas that are in yeah, packaged package. Yeah, but this is not easy to sell. Well, what are they comparing it to? No, Death the DMV. Yeah,
2: that's great. That's what they. That's what that's what uh, Burton wanted to I do. Know, yeah,
1: know. and then. You know, Tim Burton coming off of the smash success of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which I didn't realize at the time. The studios really cared less about product and more about dollar in, in the sense of like validating a new director or a new actor, because that's the reason he was the hottest thing in Hollywood. Nobody was sitting there saying, wow, Pee Wee's Big Adventure was so creatively done, which by the way, it was. It's because he took that movie and just made it into gangbusters financially. Yeah. They're, uh, what's it called? They're all about those dollars. The ducats, dollar, dollar bills, yo. The original choice for Tim Burton as Beetlejuice, this blew my mind, Sammy Davis Jr.,
2: Oh yeah, because he was a big fan of him, right, yeah. As a kid?
1: Yeah. So it,
2: Sammy's cool, like very cool, and he, like could, he was
1: like sixty five years old at the time.
2: Yeah, I think it would have been fun because he has all those musical talents and impressions and stuff. He could have done a lot of stuff. It could have been interesting, and yeah. plus, he's got a weird looking face. Do you know what it kind of hey, makes baby. me? You,
1: you know what it kind of makes me think of what? is uh uh Cannonball Run? No, not Cannonball Run. It makes me think of this cartoon, uh, big mouth. But remember the one, oh, the, the ghost of the ghost, yeah, uh, yeah. oh God, I'm not going to remember Trumpet player. Yeah. yeah. But, but that, like, that's kind of funny. Cause I envisioned that that would kind of be what Sammy Davis would be like. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so it was, uh, David Geffen who suggested using Michael Keaton and when Michael Keaton met with Tim Burton, I mean, that's, that's a love affair that went on for a while I mean, they, they hooked back up for a little movie called Batman, which is a pretty big flick. I don't know if you know or not. 89. What do you like
2: better? Beetlejuice or Batman?
1: Beetlejuice. Wow. I really do. Yeah. I love Batman. Batman's a wonderful movie, but Beetlejuice, I love I that, that I can't get over the Jim Henson feel. Do you know I told you before, oh, I guess we can wait until we talk about Tim Burton. You know Tim Burton worked uh with Jim Henson. No, I didn't know that. Way back in the day. Well when we get as to As a puppeteer or is well, a as a creator. Puppeteer, yeah, okay, cool. we'll, we'll talk about it when we, okay. we get into characters. So makeup artist Vanille. Steve Laporte and Robert Short won the '89 Academy Award for Best Makeup.
2: I mean, that's that makes sense. I mean, the blue, the blue people, uh, the everyone who's dead is just incredible.
1: So Michael Keaton and what he looked like was all him. Like he was given enormous creative freedom by Burton to put the look together, and I think like 90% of the lines that he spoke were ad libbed, which is wild. He, Especially when you, this is the brilliance of Michael Keaton, right? He's only on
2: screen for 14.5 minutes. The I know. Yeah,
1: most impactful character in the whole movie.
2: I. For per minute, is he the most impactful character in movie history? Oh, man. So I, I, I think. Would Dar- you give
1: Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder?
2: <laughs> that's pretty good, that's too. That's pretty good. Or Darth Vader's only in, on screen for 11 minutes in the first movie, I think. So that's got to be up there. Joker is 25 minutes. So that's a little bit long. Joker's
1: a really good example yeah. to put it next to. You. I would say, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean,. He he soaked up every minute he was on screen. You
2: don't see him till you don't see his full body till. 20, I, he 20 uh, minutes no. in? The first time you see him fully, like as a person, yeah. hour, six minutes in.
1: Oh, I gotta play something for you that I bet you didn't notice. I when I was reading uh doing some research on this movie, it came up. So the producer is Geffen. So the at the beginning of the movie, when like the beginning um credits come in and the little logo for Geffen comes in, mm. if you listen, you can hear Danny Elfman singing the de- the banana boat song.
2: Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
1: listen to this. Isn't that cool. It's ominous, and then it kicks right into the bum 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 bum. The boom, score boom, boom, is incredible. Boom. Danny Elfman is a mother effing genius. Yeah. Between this and Batman, is this not back two to of back. your favorite scores?
2: And didn't he not do any mu- any movies before this? Like
1: th- correct. Yeah. I believe this is his first score that he did. That's and wild. they and, and this one, he didn't perform the music. He he wrote it all out because they brought someone in that kept on changing him, and they fired that guy and brought another guy in because they're like, just stick to what Elfman's doing.
2: No, the music makes it like it makes it okay to laugh at all the death and destruction. And yeah.
1: All. No, he's he's absolutely incredible. This so Angel. Angelica Houston was originally casted to play Delia Dietz. She had to bow out because she got sick. She would have been great. She would have been. She was great in the Adams Family. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I feel like you could have kind of dovetailed those two roles. I mean, they're different, you know. But
2: well, she was married to Jack Nicholson, so it's like that's something else. I mean, like to have that kind of cojones. I don't yeah, know. It's, it's just like you
1: got to be a whole different breed of woman. To yeah. Be able to, yeah. I mean, I, you and I could do that. in the seventies. We, we could be that breed of woman. We're kind of special. Like
2: seventies Angelica Houston. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like it. So Catherine O'Hara ends up getting it, and it was funny because a lot of the people, when they were offered the roles or when they were spoken Everyone to know, rejected
2: it except- uh, Keaton? No, no. Keaton rejected it at first, too. Mm, are you sure about that? Yeah. Oh, uh, Gina Davis was the only first you're request. Right. You're right. Gina yeah. Davis was-
1: Yep. You're right. Keaton you're right.
2: had to be uh, convinced. Yeah. yeah.
1: True that. Well, he was pretty popular. I mean, he dropped, his 80s run was great. And- so no,
2: he was uh, tailing out at this point, so he got this movie Clean and Sober- uh, oh, which right. kind of brought him back from the dead, I think.
1: Max, I, I, I don't know who's right or wrong. What I've got is that no, you're right. Gina Davis and Michael Keaton immediately signed on to the film. I but, like that better. But the person who fought about doing it was Sylvia Sidney. So she was like golden age of Hollywood, you know, famous actress. She's in for like 10 seconds. And would well, you know what else she was in? You know her last film that she was in, which was also a Tim Burton film? Uh, Mars Attacks.
2: <laughs> that movie is a
1: little weird. Not that, great. No, I love it. I don't love it. You don't. It's Sarah Jessica little, Parker's head on a dog. Yeah, didn't that uh, didn't do it for me. Uh, Lori Laughlin, Diane Lane, Sarah Jessica Parker, Brooke Shields, Justine Bateman, Molly Ringwald, and Jennifer Conley all allegedly turned down the role of Lydia Dietz.
2: Only one that could do it better would be Jennifer Conley.
1: Yeah, Juliette Lewis auditioned, but Winona Ryder won the part.
2: Goth teenage Jennifer Conley. You're, you're
1: excited. You're sweating I, over there. My wow. God.
2: Yeah, that's something. You just take a deep breath. I mean, Winona's perfect.
1: Well, so she won the part once Burton saw her performance in Lucas. I mean, which she, you hate Lucas. And he was I like, this Lucas. movie's terrible, but stop you're great. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. Uh, Beetlejuice was named for Beetle Geiss, which is a star in the constellation Orion.
2: Yeah, it's a red star. I did not know that. Yeah.
1: I did not know that. Uh, so another reason that I love this movie is... Not many people our age know who Harry Belafonte is, but if you're a Muppets nerd like I am, one of my favorite episodes of The Muppets, as far as guests are concerned, probably my two favorites are Elton John and Harry Belafonte. Oh,
2: wow. And He just died, right? Uh,
1: yeah, he did. R.I.P. Yeah. Harry Belafonte. 90-something. Yeah, he like. lived an incredible life. So I remember watching, I mean, I think it was probably in, like, 79. I didn't watch it, like, live. I remember seeing Harry Belafonte and The Muppets. So when I saw that scene in Beetlejuice, like, I knew the Deo song. That, I, mean, that's I cool. I knew what it was about. Harry Belafonte explains the whole song in The Muppet Show, that it's about, this is, like, one bunch, two bunch, like, the tally man. I'm going to give you a little lesson on. What, what the, is the tally man? He is the guy who walks around with a sheet marking off how many bunches of bananas they're getting. So the banana boat is the workers are basically working all night, getting the bananas onto the boat to ship. And then they say, uh, mighty deadly black tarantula. That's because these tarantulas would get into the bunches of the bananas and they would attack and kill people.
2: I had no idea that there was tarantula in that song. Yeah. I hate tarantula. Remember
1: when Charles Dietz, like, Throws his hands up and he's like, ah, that's, that's a tarantula. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you'd learn something new every day. That was my little side, side street on uh, no, Harry Belafonte. You know that a uh, jump in the line is also Harry Belafonte? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you, well, you that. Well,
2: you know, the scene with the uh, day, Tim Burton didn't want it.
1: No, he wanted to cut it. Yeah. He didn't think people would get it and it tested incredibly well. And it's now the most memorable scene in the whole movie. Uh,
2: yeah, it is. From, oh, hands down. Yeah. Hands
1: down. <laughs> you, look, there's a lot of great scenes in this movie, but when you think of Beetlejuice, the first thing you think of is that scene. Shrimp. Shrimp. Yeah. Scrimps. Delicious scrimps. Bubba Groom. I think you already talked about this. Uh, Beetlejuice appears in 17.5 minutes of the 92 minutes. I had 14.5. One of us is right. Yeah. One of us is wrong. Someone let me know. I will. People fell in love with Beetlejuice so much so that the test audiences wanted more of them and they didn't want them to have this like morbid, end of his life so they went back and reshot the entire scene at the end where he's in line and the head shrinking guy whoa whoa yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like looking up her skirt that's great um but that was all added because people loved him so much i think in the earlier draft
2: oh uh, wait the they, skirt that he's looking up that's tim burton's wife at the time oh no kidding yeah that's
1: funny at the time the script had him stuck in the maitland's model town and plagued by sandworms that would be fun yeah i guess so whatever you're gonna do
2: i like the zagnut thing yeah <laughs> want a treat want a treat you know that's from the fly they're like the one he goes help me the yeah. fly Oh and, yeah. you know Gina Davis yeah. the fly so, oh yeah.
1: yeah that was a nice little tip of the hat
2: but you blew my mind so the Beetlejuice gross face scene when you don't see it yeah. he's like and he goes you like it <laughs> Like that's first of all that's my favorite line of the entire movie because he just looks like so happy about himself <laughs> they actually made the makeup effect you could see the front of it and they filmed the scene that way I've never seen it online. I got to. I mean, it's better this way that you yeah, don't no, know. I like it that way. Yeah. It's yeah, funny. yeah. But I'm kind of curious what they could have done. Their
1: chemistry with each other when they first meet is absolutely wonderful. It's like you're watching like a uh, Second City Impromptu. Yeah. Like, it's just they're like ripping off each other and having a blast. Well,
2: you know what it's like? It's like watching Heat with Al Pacino and everyone's like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. I need to keep up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's no, like, you're totally. I
1: mean, <laughs> Keaton's energy throughout this whole movie is incredible. So Tim Burton was already working on Batman. Before Beetlejuice. Oh, that's cool. So when Beetlejuice came around, Warner Brothers wanted to work with Burton on his Batman film, but the studio wasn't ready to green light it because you're talking, ma- I mean, you're thirty seven million. Yeah, you're talking a huge, huge budget. So they kind of like lurked a little bit to see how Beetlejuice went before they were all in. And then obviously Beetlejuice gave them the green light. They're like, "Let's rock and roll. Let's go make Batman." Yeah, it made seventy something million dollars. I think. I think
2: yeah, 74.7. points on on,
1: on, on what? how much uh, fifteen. The okay. The uh, this is wild. Sam Kinnison was in the running for Beetlejuice. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did I do it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. He wouldn't have been Say it. Yeah. Say it. <laughs> Sega. <laughs> Saturn. <laughs> uh, Dudley Moore. That's another one, too. He, uh, I know. Nah. I, 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 I know. I know. Neither. I mean, I, this is one of those. Oh, so let me ask you, who could have done this other than, uh, than Michael Keaton?
2: Well, so here was the other people that were offered. Hoff, Dennis, Dustin Hoffman, Robin Williams. Robin Williams, Robin
1: Williams might have been able to pull it
2: off. Here's another interesting one: Christopher Lloyd could have done it.
1: What he'd have done it just like
2: this, <laughs> or uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, he's dark enough. Yeah, they they asked De Niro. De Niro could have maybe done it. <laughs> De Niro. <laughs> uh... <laughs> We're gonna that. get the Maitlands. <laughs> That's not a good De Niro. i a terrible De Tim De Niro. Curry. Actually, could have done it too. Maybe. What
1: about Bill, uh... what about Bill Murray? I, Bill Murray doesn't have the scream. He's like the more like he's laid back, laid back, sarcastic. He doesn't have like the high energy scream. Yeah. I think Robin Williams would be my number two. I could see Robin Williams being able to pull it off. Yeah. He
2: never really got that role where he got to be like psychotic in a fun way. Yeah. That's a smoochy kind of. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. I agree. There, there's some, there's an element to this movie too. I didn't realize it was by design, but Tim Burton wanted this to have the feel of a B movie. From his youth.
2: Well, because they only gave him a million dollars for the uh, special, special effects, effects, which is wild to me because I think the special effects are incredible. And I
1: think this goes back to something that you and I have had numerous discussions about. It's probably why we like the original, original, original Star Wars movies practical before effects. before they did anything else. It's not just practical effects. There's a desperation when you don't have the money. The Ghostbusters effect. You, you have to rely yeah. on on just such creativity and doing things so unique And when you're not just relying on paying someone $10 million to make CGI. So it's a little bit of practical and it's also a little bit of desperation, but I think it gets some of the best products out there.
2: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: So the Beetlejuice set is in the fictional village of Winter River, Connecticut. All of the interiors were shot in a studio in Los Angeles, but the exteriors of the town were shot in East Cornith, Vermont, and were used to stand in for Winter River. So it does have that like, Quaint. Yeah, like yeah. like northeast kind of. Uh, so it
2: makes me laugh now. My sister's a New York girl. This is kind of
1: like where she lives. They
2: just bought a house in the country. And That's, this is that. Yeah. They're like we got
1: to get away from the city. Yeah. There's no good Chinese food. <laughs> yeah.
2: And they're like, it's a 125 year old house. Yeah. We just redid the floors. Yeah, you know yeah, what I so mean? It's all funny. that stuff. It's like we bought an acre so we have some space. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a thing.
1: That is for sure. Like I'd Charles li- and uh, Lydia. Yeah. Not Lydia is no. the daughter.
2: Charles and Delia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're like a New York couple. And that the fact that he wants to make, like, condos, he's like, it's a good house. It's got a bad roof when he's, like, judging stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. I, my favorite part of this entire movie, like, the deep cut that someone actually has rich parents from New York is when the Maitland's are like, do you think they'll ever sell? And uh, Lydia goes, my dad will never sell an asset or something like that. It's like. She clearly has uh, been embedded into the like New York scene of like how he invests. That, of course,
1: that would be your favorite. It's just scene. funny. That's funny. Yeah, I love the fact that the skeleton head on top of Beetlejuice's merry-go-round is identical to Jack Skellington. So he. This been, is
2: Halloween. This is Halloween. Apparently, he's been drawing that since the early '80s. Uh amazing.
1: Yeah, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Man, that is another my kids love, and I still love watching. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I
2: have a VHS copy of it I on am my the
1: Pumpkin King.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the voice of the mayor is uh, Otho.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you know that when Otho passed away, that he played the Deo song at his funeral? No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really incredible. Cool. I hope yeah. he dressed
2: in like the black suit with the red.
1: Oh, man. I wonder
2: if My Chemical Romance was influenced like what they wore. <laughs> are you
1: going to Google that too?
2: no <laughs> yes you want to hear a really cool beetlejuice fact like i a, do a, like a deep cut shout yeah, out yeah. you know the show
1: community yes are you a fan I, i've watched enough of it to be familiar with it but i'm not religiously into
2: so, it. so i mean they started rick and morty later you know it's dan Harmon. <laughs> mm-hmm. so they have all these deep cut things so for the first three years of the show they said beetlejuice one time every year and the third time they said it it was during a halloween party and beetlejuice walked by
1: oh shut up isn't that cool that's amazing like it took them three years to do the joke that's really fun yeah God, that's so cool. Uh, Keaton used the character Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 in 86 as the basis inspiration for his performance as Beetlejuice. That's wild. It's a little bit weird. This is one of those handful of movies that I've mentioned to you before, of which I cannot remember any of the other ones, that even though PG-13 existed, it got a PG rating even though the F-bomb was used once. Where
2: was the F-bomb used? No clue. Yeah. But I know it was in there. Well, that just shows like it wasn't that big a deal.
1: And then 74 million on 15 million budget. That was the 10th highest grossing film in 88.
2: Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, you got to remember the animated show. I remember all the toys. I had the disappearing gravesite. Remember where you, like, you put Beetlejuice in? Yep. And it would come out and mm-hmm. you wouldn't see him anymore?
1: Did, did you ever get into the Beetlejuice cartoon? Because I used to watch it religiously. Yeah. Uh, 94 episodes? Yeah. So what is that? Typically about five seasons? Who voiced them? Oh, wow. I yeah. have no clue. Yeah. Uh, the So Dick Cavett, had, I wouldn't call it a cameo, but he had a role in the movie. But he was the one who came up with the idea of how to do the shrimp because they were having a hell of a time trying to get the shrimp to actually work. So he said to shoot it in reverse and play it back. Um, and that's how Tim Burton ended up getting the entire shrimp scene to work. It worked perfectly. It did work perfectly. Lydia's wedding dress is bright red instead of the traditional white. Do you know why?
2: Cause she's not nope. Nope.
1: Nope. Not that. She was like fourteen. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think that was it. This was a nod to the old rhyme about wedding dress colors that says Married in Red, Better Off Dead.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, and well, that's and that's where the Better Off Dead title came.
1: It's it's not yeah. at all. But that's I appreciate it. I yeah. Appreciate you saying that. Deo using the banana boat song was a O'Hara and Jeffrey Jones suggestion. Because they wanted
2: Calypso music. Um, they right? did,
1: but originally it was supposed to be the song some song by the Ink Spots. I don't know who that is. Nope. Do you know who that is? All right. It
2: sounds um, like a band Molly Ringwald would like in the it 80s. It absolutely sounds yeah. like
1: that. Um, the characters in this movie are alphabetical. Did you what? know Did you know that?
2: As compared, Adam, yeah. Barbara,
1: Charles, Delia. Oh, alphabetical, wow. Alphabetical ABCD. Interesting. Max, I'm all full of interesting things. Yeah. Uh, How many times
2: has the Beatle just spoken in this movie? Oh, nine. Fifteen.
1: Nine times? <laughs>
2: Well, because the mailers try once or twice to say it, and like they don't get all the way through.
1: So, are we allowed to enjoy Jeffrey Jones' work, even though he got busted with a bunch of child, a bunch of inappropriate? He's still still working. i some some i mean i remember when that happened and people yeah. like lost their minds i don't know it's i guess we'll have to just navigate our way through that it's pretty yeah terrible of art from, from the artist
2: i guess you know uh, it, it's uh, the michael jackson corollary uh, right? uh, that's true i guess yeah. if you listen
1: to any michael jackson music then you should be okay with jeffrey jones so there you go for everybody who's going to write in max any other facts that you have before we move over to characters wes craven was the first choice to
2: direct very oh, different movie wow yeah very very different would have been cool though yeah i think so yeah
1: i agree Well, Max, let's uh, get a quick word in from one of our sponsors and hop into characters. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. The whole movie's based on real estate. You better have a good real estate agent because I don't care if you're Lydia Dietz or not. If you get into that house and you think you can redesign and fix things up, but it is haunted by the spirits of two dead people, that's a problem. The Maitlands aren't going anywhere, Max.
2: No, but they, they demanded, I mean, nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just want to find a place far, far away.
2: What yeah. else, Max? What do you got? That was a very desirable uh, location. Yes,
1: it was, Max. Yeah. On top of a hill in the middle of Pobunk, nowhere. I don't know. It looked cool. Yeah. I'd I mean, buy it. my sister bought a house in the country. Good. Yeah. Is it haunted? I hope so. All right, good. Yeah. So, Max, Doby Real Estate, the best real estate agents, the best lawyers, the best marketers. They did $400 million in sales, 1,000 homes sold. Reach out to them today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. They're going to take care of you and make sure your house is not haunted. Good ad. Good soup delicious good soup
2: i just watched a movie with uh adam driver a young one it was weird it was a midnight special it's like a sci-fi movie from 2016 nobody cares max no.
1: nobody especially me okay. like 100 i am the least caring person in the world when it comes to that kind of stuff no you, just in general you know better you know yeah that's, I'm you save it for your kids it's true they do get all the love i have much love to give them
2: you do you were hanging out with your daughter yesterday and you like were kicking each other it
1: was cute <laughs> she probably didn't think it was cute 1988 this movie came out tim burton I got a lot of stuff I can tell you about Tim Burton, but why don't we start with this? Big Fish makes me cry. I don't think I can make a list of things that make you cry. We'd be here all day.
2: Uh, Planet of the Apes doesn't.
1: (laughs) That's really good. Damn dirty apes. So, Pee Wee's Big Adventure in 85. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to do everything, but Beetlejuice in 88. Batman in 89. Edward Scissorhands, uh, for what it's worth, uh, it's a 90s movie. That's high up there with me. Do you want to hear something
2: crazy? I do. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. I'll watch it. Uh, it. Max tonight. I know. Tonight. Yeah.
1: It... It might be my favorite Johnny Depp movie. It might be one of my favorite- Is Winona in it too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It might be one of my favorite Anthony Michael Hall movies. He's in it? In a role that you couldn't imagine. Okay. Uh, it just, it's it's incredible. Yeah. You, you really need to see it. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. And it's cut from the same cloth as Beetlejuice, uh, 100%. Um, I'd mentioned to you that he worked with Jim Henson. So in the Muppet movie, at the very end of the Muppet movie, you know, all the Muppets are together. Yeah. And they're like, life is a movie. Make your own ending. In that pit that has every character from Sesame Street and the Muppets all singing at the same time. Mm -hmm. Tim Burton is one of the puppeteers. Oh, cool. So he, I don't know to what extent he was doing work with Jim Henson, but he was from that coaching tree. That's, that's the way I think of it, right? Yeah, easy, he's a Belichick easy, tree. Easy, but easy, yeah, <laughs> easy with the Belichick tree, all right? Remember, we had Nat Patricia. It wouldn't work out that well. Bel- the Belichick the tree pencil. is the worst ever. Yeah, it's Who's bad. the best ever? Andy Reid had a good Andy one. Andy Reid's is good, yeah, I would agree. Edward Scissorhand in 90, Batman Returns in 92. For what it's worth, I like Batman Returns. I didn't think it was that bad at all. Do, do people think it's bad? They're not, they, I mean, they don't poop on it the way no, they do George they, Clooney, but. No, they don't. I liked it. Catwoman in that was like the woman of the 90s. Come on, dude. Frank?
2: <laughs> yeah, so I started smashing. So I started
1: smashing. Planet of the Apes, you already made your jokes. Sleepy, yeah. Sleepy Hollow wasn't that bad. Big Fish also makes me cry. And Should Wednesday now. You? Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, we talked about uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which yep. is, whew,
2: man. By the way, the writers, just one little note, Michael McDowell, the guy who originally made it. You mean the writers that
1: we're going to talk about right now?
2: Oh, I thought you already did it, so we were going to- Oh, no, sir. Okay. I said, oh, no, sir.
1: I must say you're wrong.
2: Well, he sounds like the creepiest dude ever, so he died. Look at his picture. I did. It's yeah. super creepy. So. He wrote Tales from the Crypt, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Thinner, and he collected photographs of corpses, especially trained decapitation victims and plaques from baby caskets.
1: Well, that's, uh, that's horrible. Yeah. Well played, Max. Well played with a fact I never needed to know. No. So that takes care of one I don't want to be writer. alone with nope, it. Nope. Let's go yeah. to the next writer, Larry Wilson. Larry Wilson. He did nothing else. Good. Yeah. We don't have to talk about him. Moving and then, on. And then Warren's Scarin,
2: this guy died in 90. He's Scarin. So he did four movies. This might be the best, like Jesus. What? I'm he, looking at him right now. He Top did, Gun,
1: Beetlejuice, Batman, Beverly Hills, Cop 2. And then just walked
2: off stage. <laughs> Mic drop. I'm yeah. done. I would have just killed myself. I would have been like, cool. That's a little aggressive. Well, I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. He wow, died that's in 90. Super, super aggressive. how did he die? I don't know. Did he, did he fall off? Uh, his last name was Scarin'. Yeah. He got scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's not appropriate at all. Oh, uh, uh, man. What is nowadays? Yeah,
1: Alec Baldwin, when I look at his roles, whether it's the Hunt for Red October or- The Shadow. Yeah, any of the stuff. He, he looks almost, you know, he's got his brothers, right? Yeah, you're, Danny
2: he, Steven. He, he's
1: morphed into looking more like Danny Danny Baldwin as he gets older. Well, cuz he got
2: heavy. I know, yeah. but he,
1: it really changed how he looks. Like I sometimes wonder if it's the same Baldwin. That's he, how much it throws me well, off. Well, he
2: was impossibly handsome in the late 80s, early still 90s. Still a handsome
1: dude. Remember a working girl? Yeah. yeah. Great great Trump imitation still.
2: It's yeah. Incredible. Well, he's top. he's the rare uh like A-list actor who's also hilariously funny, but also, is also weird. Is he also
1: is he also kind of awful?
2: He's, yeah, he's. Okay. I mean, have you heard the. Well, I know
1: all about. And then his wife that has an accent, but she shouldn't have an accent, and everything about him. Like, what's her name? Hilar- Hilaria?
2: He used to be married to Charlotte from Sex and the City. I know that. No, and
1: I know. And then there's obviously his daughter. Who he yelled at. Yeah. And yeah. I,
2: yeah I, he's a weird. He's by himself. But, but you know what my favorite role of his is? Well, there's two ones. It's just minor ones. The Royal Tenenbaums, he does the voiceover in the first scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah, perfect. Yeah. And also, in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Which I've not seen. He's Dennis. He's like the bad mofo.
1: I'm just kidding. It's okay. We don't need to do it.
2: Yeah. And The Edge is great, too. Yeah. Gene Davis you love. Oh, my God. Biggest crush ever. She's so unique looking, and she's tall, and she's got those big eyes. I think she is the sexiest in this movie with that curly hair and those sundresses and all, man. I don't know. I
1: don't know. And and she's got some grit to her. I think she's sexiest in the league of their own. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. my favorite Gina When she Davis.
2: does the split, you're like Hamada, Hamada, hummada.
1: Hum you got her in Tootsie. You got her in Fletch. Yeah. You got her um
2: Transylvania thousand <laughs> The fly, obviously.
1: Help me. Uh Max, what are we thinking? Earth Girls, Girls are, are Easy is yeah. where she's the most beautiful Gina Davis ever. God, uh, you know what a career she's had. She's been in like really good, quirky movies. Yeah, like, the longest little, good night. She's got a little like uh a little niche for herself. Even a league of their own. By all standards, a very like unique film. Yeah. You know, like there wasn't a, not like a, an overwhelming amount of films about female sports. No, know? and you had
2: crappy Tom Hanks, which is rare. The long
1: kissed goodnight, Stuart Little. Oh she Stuart was Stuart Little too. Okay. Will and Grace. Her career kind of fell off a little bit. It was weird. Bit. Yeah. Doc McStuffins. What is she in Doc McStuffins? <laughs> She's Princess Persephone? I didn't. know I, my, When my ki- my What is Doc McStuffins? Oh my god, Doc McStuffins. Doc McStuffins. <laughs> what is it's literally this it like, l- like an it's dream. this little girl whose Who mother whose mother is, is a doctor doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and she is a doctor, but she helps toys. She's like a toy doctor. Oh. All of her toys are like alive. That's fun. It's really cute. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I like it. <laughs> Did you ever watch Glow? Yeah,
2: I didn't get to season three. Okay. And I she's heard she's. In glow. Like, yeah.
1: Oh my God. She's. Oh my I'm just looking at the voiceover she's done. The new She Ra, Princess of Power, which I've also watched with my kids, not by myself at all. She's got a big, powerful voice. Yeah. And
2: uh, she won a bronze medal in uh, archery in the Olympics. No. Yeah.
1: I had no idea. That's wild. Yeah. We want to talk about Michael Keaton? Yes. <laughs> not Michael Kane, but we can talk about Michael Keaton. <laughs> he's a, I mean, He's having his moment right now, too, man. I mean, he's have, you seen, again. have you seen the new Flash movie? It's not
2: out yet. Okay. Yeah, okay. but I've seen the trailers. Uh, yeah, I'm Batman. It. I, yeah. I not even.
1: I don't even want to watch them. Yeah, it's, not, it's really not out yet. I thought it was out. June 16th. You're June 16th. Yep. Max, he's in one of your favorite movies of all time, Mr. Mom. Yeah, you love Mr. Mom. Yeah, and Night Shift.
2: He's the one good part.
1: Yeah, he was really good in Night Shift. Uh, the Batman. Gung Ho. Gung Ho. I always skip Gung Ho for whatever yeah. reason. Clean
2: the Sober, You really need to see. It's like I do. You told me it was great. It's time. one of the best movies about addiction I've yeah. ever seen. And like he just kills it. Yeah. And. Underrated multiplicity.
1: You are another huge fan of multiplicity. We're we gonna eat a dolphin. No, Steve. We're gonna pet a dolphin. <laughs> Jack Frost. He's the. He's Jack Frost and Jack yeah, Frost
2: and Birdman and uh, Birdman. David Birdman. I know. You seen the founder? No. It's about the McDonald's owner and like how. Oh, I have seen yeah. clips of it. He looks really, really good. good and Spider Man, he's Vulture. I know. He's really. He's just. And also, I mean, like the he won't most, go. He's not going away. What's the one where he has the TLC songs and he's like, I don't want no. Stripes. Oh my God!
1: The the, the other good guys? guys. The other guys. Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. He's yeah. their captain? <laughs> oh, he's great. What's uh, Bed Bath and Beyond? Sir, sir, you're just. You're. This is ridiculous. You're just quoting TLC songs. No, I'm not. <laughs> now don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now Winona Ryder. Do you think she had the right career or do you think like she kind of tarnished it? Like she you was when so... she
1: was shoplifting or what are we talking about?
2: Well, I mean, do you think she should have been bigger with how big she was in the 80s and early 90s? Reality Bites, Alien Resurrection, Dracula, Mermaids, Edward Scissorhand. Heathers. Have you seen Mermaids?
1: Mermaids yeah. is really good. Yeah, it's great. She shares great in Mermaids. Yeah. Here's the thing with Winona Ryder. I, I equate her career in that, in that space of just unique actresses. She's gorgeous. I'm yeah. not saying she's not gorgeous, right? But- Does she suffer from the consequence of Alyssa Milano being kind of like Winona Ryder?
2: Huh. That's pretty good. Yeah, because Winona could have done Supernatural for 15 years.
1: They both could have done each other's work. Well,
2: you know, Alyssa Milano was the other choice for Lydia. Right. Yeah.
1: And when you think about their role, like how many times have you accidentally switched them when you're kind of talking about them? Now, what Winona Ryder has done that's brilliant on her part is when she made her resurgence.
2: Stranger Things, right? Yeah.
1: like, Well, even before Stranger Things, she was great in Mr. Deeds. She even kind of poked fun at herself with the whole shoplifting thing.
2: Yeah, that was like early 2000s. Though. Yeah. So, so there's like a 15-year gap. She goes
1: dormant again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Stranger Things, she's absolutely incredible. She is wonderful, yeah. She's, is she the best?
2: In Stranger Things? Uh, she's pretty amazing. <laughs> Uh I don't know. Doesn't about, it pull okay. doesn't it kind of
1: pull you right back into the eighties, which is the whole point of the show is I think, you're Sadie, watching,
2: I think Sadie's the best. She's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All how. the kids are great. Like it's hard to get good kids. So I'm so sad. oh this the Dustin. Last the, the, oh, yeah, he's, the the two ship are good too. Yeah. Great. The what's it called? The never Turn ending story. <laughs> there we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the never ending story. All right, so we do j- ah. <laughs> Now that we're talking about kids, should we do Jeffrey Jones? <laughs> A terrible lead in. <laughs> all right, all right. Disclaimer to your point. You like, know he's in Easy Money. I didn't know that. No. Well, he's in stuff now. He. I mean, t- 2019, he was in uh, Deadwood, the TV, the movie. Yeah.
2: He's just got that, that recognizable face. Oh God. I mean, Ferris Bueller, Ed oh, Rooney, right? Howard the Duck. Howard the. I mean, Duck Overlord. The Duck Overlord. And also underrated. Stay tuned. He's Dude, in- he was in the Hunt for Red October. He was? Yes. As who? Was he the October? It, it, yes, he was October Max. <laughs>
1: Moron. He was also in Who's Harry Crumb with John Candy? Yeah. He was Elliot, the bad guy. Uh man. Great career. Great career, terrible human being. I guess. Yeah. Right, let's just say that. Um Catherine O'Hara. So funny. Oh, that's right. He was an Amadeus too. He yeah. was the Emperor Joseph II. He was. Good lord. He just right. looks like someone in power. Well, don't don't go chasing waterfalls, I guess. I don't know what to say. <laughs> let's move on from Jeffrey Jones. Uh Catherine O'Hara. This is another example of the cream rises to the top, right? Like she's Good still, yeah she's, yeah, she's amazing. She's um, amazing. She was in Modern Family. I mean, Sophia the First. No kid, all these kids shows that yeah. we watch. Well, Home Alone. Kids. She's mom. Uh, Durr. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Second City TV gal, right? Yep. Her and Eugene Levy, fantastic together. Um, what was uh, first in show?
2: Best in show. Best in show. Thank you. Yeah, she's a great improv. Is that your
1: favorite movie? That might be my favorite movie of hers.
2: Oh, I think i meant of all time. No, I no, no. My no. Of hers. Of hers. After Hours.
1: I have not seen After Hours. Oh, my
2: God. It's so weird. It's Scorsese.
1: Um, Beetlejuice. We said Dick Tracy. Uh, she's text- I have seen Dick Tracy. You need to see it. Is it. I heard it's like not that great. I liked it. Okay. I I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not always right, but I'm mostly right. Uh, she's in Wyatt Earp. She was in, I'm just trying to think of things that you'll care about. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Best in show, uh, Cookie Flack, man. She's great. She's like kind of. Cookie? Flirting. Cookie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't you remember me? Like the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. San San Antonio, 86. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And the best is Eugene Levy being like, I've had uh, quite enough of this. Quite enough of this. (laughs) With his teeth. Oh, my God. It's It's a really good movie. It's really, really good. All right. I've got something for you. Okay. I'm excited about this. (laughs) This, to me, is incredible. This is going to be our TikTok video for this episode.
2: I think I have it.
1: I think I do. So does the name Carmen Filpy? Okay, we have the same are we the same one? I'm so excited. The Max. greatest old man of all the time? The greatest old man <laughs> of all time ever in a movie as a character actor. Let's go back to the beginning if we shall. Oh, Max. Let's take a, so take a ride. Let's take a ride, all right? So Carmen, because I feel like we're on a first name basis.
2: Let's- I, th- I thought he was the old guy from uh, old school at first, and that's why I looked him up. Oh yeah, blue. But he's not. He's not blue. Yeah, but he looks like him. he looks like
1: blue. So in Beetlejuice, he's the guy that gets ran over by a truck, and he like f- like goes into yeah. The how frowning. do I look? Yeah, yeah. Been feeling a little flat recently. Yeah. He is the old guy in the bar for the movie The Wedding Singer. He's like, I will fight you. Yeah, he's old man Withers in Wayne's World. At the end of the movie, where he's like, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you mes- <laughs> pesky kids. He's the vendor in Ice Pirates, the homeless guy in Eight Crazy Nights, the bum in Meet (laughs) Wally Sparks. He's the old crusty man in Ed Wood. He's the bum in Boy Meets World, the wino in Sister Sister, the hobo jack in (laughs) Pee Wee's Big Adventure on the train eating beans. He has literally cornered the market in these roles. So that's our our quick TikTok video of Carmen Filpy. Would you want this career? Oh yeah! <laughs> Just absolutely. to be the old wine. Give me, give me the oldest wine. <laughs> so I got, I got one for you that you didn't know about. What? Uh This is great. Now I want to qualify this. I'm not 100 percent sure that what I'm going to tell you is accurate. Okay, I'm, I'm go ma- for I'm it. I'm making some assumptions. It's the internet. Say anything. Does the name Dwayne Davis mean anything to you? No. Okay. So you and I a long time ago did an interview with oh, I Still Believe. Capello. Tim Capello. Who we found out auditioned to be one of the football players in Beetlejuice. Do you yeah. remember this?
2: Oh, I know. Now I know who that is. Yeah. yeah. So
1: in that scene, they basically go to meet their caseworker, Juno. And Juno is also kind of being distracted by a bus of football players who just died. And one of them keeps on asking if they to use the bathroom. And then at the end, there's this like kind of young African-American football player who says something stupid. That is Dwayne Davis. Dwayne Davis has the most prolific career. As an acting football player in the history of film. What? Are you ready for this, match? Jim Brown. No, sir. No, sir. Okay. You're missing what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying a football player who acts. I'm saying he has the most prolific oh, he career of someone who plays football players in movies ever. Got it. Are you ready? Sure. Here we go. Summer school. He's Jerome Watkins. Do you remember oh, first, the guy who First goes, day and last first day. First day and last day. Yeah. I'm assuming he's a football player. Yeah. I, this is where I said I might be a little off. I'm assuming he's a football player. I may not have facts for that. That's summer school in 87. In 88, he's the dumb jock in Beetlejuice. In 88 also, Nightmare on Elm Street for Dream Master, he's the jock that makes the inappropriate joke to the girl who has uh, asthma and sprays her uh, inhaler. Oh, my God. Again, he is listed in IMDb as a dumb jock. Yeah. He looks like a football player. I'm going to say he's a football player. Yeah. Now let me tell you where I know he's a football player. How I got into college, an eighties movie that I've asked you to watch a hundred times. It's part of the Savage Steve Holland trilogy. Okay, you, you've got uh, Better Off Dead, one crazy summer. one crazy summer, and then How I Got Into College. All right, in you haven't seen it yet, have you? No, he is a heavily recruited football star who also is an intellect and gets recruited to the school. And uh, what's the Ronnie Lawson? So you got to watch that one. Yep. In 1991, Necessary Roughness, he's Featherstone. Oh my god! And Max to to round out this career. I know this one. Kill, he the, is kill the quarterback, Alvin Mack yeah. from the 1993 movie The Program, the scariest football player of all ever, time. Ever. Yeah. Snot bubbles. When, when I'll he, never forget <laughs> snot bubbles. It's like you killed my
2: mother, or like yeah. you killed my brother. I know you. Yeah. I know you. Yeah. yeah
1: it's unbelievable. <laughs> That's the TikTok.
2: That right there, Max, yeah. is
1: the most prolific acting as a football player career I can think of. I love it. That's we're go- the ticket.
2: We're, we're going to do that one and not the old man one because I can't find the uh, Boy Meets World and wino. Good and luck finding things. the ones I yeah. just gave you. No, well, we will find those. And I think the last thing that matters is uh, Tony Cox was the preacher.
1: Yes, yeah. which I mentioned on another episode. Yeah. Tony Cox, for those of you who don't remember, is a little person who also was the love interest of me, myself, and Irene's wife, who is the father of all three of <laughs> Jim Carrey's <laughs> the children nunchucks. in that movie. What else? He's in a bunch of stuff. I'm only giving that one. Uh, Bad Santa. Yep, Bad yeah. Santa. There you go.
2: Uh, Willow. Oh, yeah. Willow. Willow Willow off good. You see uh, Willow got removed from Disney Plus streaming? People are
1: pissed. It was so bad, Max. I couldn't even make it through. (laughs) I know. worse, Worse than Short Circuit. That's how I feel about it. That's not accurate. Max, is there anything I forgot? Anything else we need to cover? No, I think we're good. Well, then, Max, why don't we head on over to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is special to your heart. Tony Caparuso, a.k.a. your tattoo artist. Yeah. Tell me about Tony.
2: Well, you can find him, by the way, on Instagram at TonyC.Tattoo. And I was just searching for a new tattoo artist about a year ago, and I saw he had Flash stuff, and he had... Gremlins, Terminator, Predator. And I just went nuts. I got uh, the Predator tattoo, the Optimistic Prime. People love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got Gizmo. And I mean, he's just a really fun, clean artist who loves pop culture. And like, he's got bright colors, but very old school stuff. And we talk about movies all the time. Has so he was,
1: done Beetlejuice tattoos? I feel like there should be more Beetlejuice tattoos he, out there. I don't there. think
0: he has. I think I need to get the first one yeah. to get one.
1: All right. Let's hear what Tony had to say about one of our favorite movies, Beetlejuice.
0: Well, what can I say about Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice is one of those movies that... Kind of brings cartoons into three dimensions, into real life. The artistic style of Tim Burton just makes me feel like I'm living in a uh, like a reality where cartoons are real. Um, the color schemes, the Danny Elfman um, score, um, all very unique. And captivating to, to to myself when I was younger and um, transitions very amazingly for me also as an adult um, in terms of uh, the storyline like uh, them loving their home and and the fact of, of dying and staying in your home is uh, heaven to me because I love my big spooky old Victorian as much as they did and to, to think of staying in my home for eternity is just kind of comforting to me The movie also spawned an amazing cartoon, which I loved um, the, the toy line was amazing um, it Turned me on as a young child to Harry Belafonte who I didn't know who that was, but after I heard, you know, You know the banana song and and the song at the end is you know i was hooked it's just an all-around amazing movie with amazing writing michael keaton is just fantastic amazing character actor and uh it just remains to be one of my favorite movies of all time and just very comforting and nostalgic when i need a little nostalgia and comfort in my life i put that movie on and and Just uh, enjoy myself.
1: I like what he's saying about the cartoon feel.
0: Yeah, I always forget that kind of.
1: And it is really, and and usually stop motion bothers me when it's not done well, because it has that cheap feel to it. But that, again, speaks to how great this movie is. My kids, who are spoiled with the best CGI that's out there, Max. Mm. They watch this movie and they don't blink twice. They think it's fantastic. But even like Robocop, stop motion didn't bother me. And in this movie, it, it doesn't feel off.
2: No, no. If it has like the like it has a it's a mood. It's like it's if it's a style that like coincides with what the plot is saying.
1: It, it's not it's not disjointed so i agree with this point also totally agree with the home thing right like you spend all this time working on your house and to live there for eternity 120 years whatever it is it's kind of a little bit comforting so tony did an excellent job keep tattooing max he still has some flesh that's visible so i'm sure we could get over 50 percent there you go excellent work max that being said a reminder to everybody to please subscribe leave a five-star review check us out on all social media platforms at buzz in the tower b-u-z-z-n the tower uh, how do you want to end this episode? Because there's so many wonderful ways we could do it.
2: Okay, all right. I'm gonna try this. I'm not sure if I'm good, right? <laughs> I'm
1: gonna try.
2: Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business. Wait, yeah, there
1: ain't no way you're no, gonna no, do time. Oh, you get one more <clears throat> shot, and that's it.
2: Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I live through the Black pay Blah, damn it. And I had a pre. God, oh, no, God,
1: no. That fell apart pretty quick, didn't it?
2: 167 times. <laughs> Keeps getting funnier.
1: <laughs> oh, that's really good. That's really, really good.
2: Go ahead, make my millennium. <laughs>
1: you want to do it? Yeah, I'll read it. Okay, See? slide her over. Let me take a look.
2: I'll, I'll even, I'll, I'll tee up. All right. What are your qualifications?
1: Oh, uh, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it, not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, how what do you think? You think I'm qualified? I screwed up one part cold reading that. I screwed up just the last sentence. I didn't notice. Because I'm that talented. Yeah, you're good. The ghost with the most, Max. Have a great weekend. Excellent show. Bye.
2: You're still here? It's over.
1: Go home. Go.